good Friday morning, and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Palak Jaiswal. My colleague, Utah Eats reporter Stephanie Russell, has been looking into traffic headaches caused by drive throughs and she's here to talk to us today. Stephanie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Palak. So for the first article you did, you asked Utahns what drive throughs they thought were the worst throughout the state. What were some of the responses you got? Well, the clear winner was the Chick-fil-A and Sugar House on 2100 South near 13th East. Uh, and actually what generated the article was we saw a tweet from Building Salt Lake um, about this particular Chick-fil-A uh, and about just what a mess it was <laughs> on 2100 South. So we, well, I tweeted and asked people for their nominations for other terrible um, drive throughs and that Chick-fil-A got a couple other nominations. <laughs> um, but other people uh, mentioned dirty soda places from one side of the state to the other. Um, the Iceberg Drive-In at 3900 South and 9th East has apparently been a real mess since like the 70s <laughs> for decades. Um, there were some coffee shops mentioned, um, especially on State Street. Um, any drive through on State Street, just because of how packed and busy that street is, it just gets really kind of uh, tricky. Um, the Nielsen's frozen custard, um, both their locations got mentioned, or all three of them got mentioned actually. And um, so, yeah, uh, like little bitty uh, coffee drive-throughs, um, the Cafe Espresso by my house got mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Starbucks on 4th and 4th. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was like coffee places, State Street, ice cream, and Chick-fil-A and one Taco Time nomination. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing a second story that's coming out today. What's that about? So when we ran the first story, I, I think I got more email from that drive through story than I've ever received as a journalist ever. <laughs> People are like really distressed about this. Um, so uh, we but one of the letters we received was from a woman named Elizabeth Chirot, who uh, worked for the Salt Lake Corporation for 15 years as a planner, um, not a streets planner. She's a architectural historian, but she does understand cities and infrastructure and the way things work. And she talked about, yeah, this Chick-fil-A is really, really bad. Uh, And she suggested that I go look up the meeting minutes for uh, the planning commission meeting where they unanimously voted to approve this Chick-fil-A and Sugar House in 2010. And it was uh, allowed to be built under a conditional use uh, permit, I guess is what they call it. And um, so that just means that um, there were some caveats before it put in its its uh, building. Um, but there were a lot of doubts expressed even at the time. So it was, we, uh, yeah, looked at that and it was like, yeah, there were a lot of people who were not convinced that, wrote, I mean, they basically just rotated the building so that the drive-through was in the parking lot rather than out on the street. But it essentially is out on the street still <laughs> because the cars are so backed up. Um, the other place she mentioned, and I got several emails about this, um, was the Starbucks in Foothill Village, which had formerly been a blockbuster video. Um, and the zoning allows that drive-through to be there, but 
like, you know, structurally, just the way it's set up, it causes a lot of blind spots. Um, you know, if you're turning uh, left, if you're turning right, I mean, it's just, you know, like there's a lot of cars that just drive really quickly down 2300 East, but they can't always see you. So, um, I mean, it's sort of, I think a lot of people feel like it's just an accident waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. And so did you find any solutions to these hazardous drive-throughs in your reporting? So the Chick-fil-A, Actually, um, and so to their credit, Chick-fil-A is working with um, the city of Salt Lake, with the streets department to figure out ways of engineering a solution for the backed up drive through. So I know that um, they're working on that right now and the city, they're working with the city to try to find some way of mitigating this. And I think it's basically just creating more space in the parking lot. So there's not traffic overflow onto 2100 South was my understanding. So, um, I mean, there are ways of kind of mitigating it after the fact, but um, I mean, it's, you know, going to be tricky, <laughs> you know, because there's still a lot of traffic with those other businesses and it's, you know, 2100 South is just a super busy street. All right. Well, you can read more about Stephanie's reporting on these drive throughs at sltrib.com. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Next, Utah Jazz beat reporter and columnist Andy Larson dives into some insights from the U.S. Census data about Utah's population during 2021. Last week, the Census Bureau released some new information about how Utah's population changed during 2021, and it made me wonder, how many Utahns are actually from Utah? How many Utahns were actually born in the state that we live in? And so I looked up at the census data and found that 62.6% of Utahns were born in Utah, so most of us. Turns out that's actually a higher percentage than a lot of the states that surround Utah. So, for example, Nevada's population that was born in Nevada is the lowest in the nation, the lowest of the 50 states. 26.7% of Nevadans were born in Nevada. But even the the more similar states to Utah, you know, you may understand Nevada's population because of gambling and whatever else. But even relatively demographically similar, Idaho only has 47% of its residents who were born in Idaho. Colorado, 42% of Coloradans were born in Colorado. Arizona, maybe because of its high retirement community, 39.6% of Arizonans were born in Arizona. And so you actually see more Utahns were born in Utah than the surrounding states. Now, that doesn't mean Utah is the highest uh, percentage of of having people who are born in their state of residence. Number one is actually Louisiana with 78.1% of their residents born in Louisiana, along with some of the Midwest states like Michigan and Ohio around 75%. That proportion has actually stayed pretty steady over time here in Utah. That's 62% of Utahns who were born in Utah. And in fact, since 2000, the number is only 63%. The highest it ever was was actually in 1940 when 77% of Utahns were born in Utah. Before that, you see a steady increase as you know the, the Mormon settlers who came here first started having more and more children here in Utah. And you know obviously the impacts of Im- immigration from other countries and migration from other states has played a role in that number diminishing slightly from 75% to the 63% we see now. But truthfully, it's not all that different. And so when you hear people around you Utah say, hey, X, Y, and Z problem is due to different all these new transplants coming into Utah. It turns out that, at least according to the Census Bureau, that really the, the percentage of Utahns that are not from here has not changed very much. Thanks, Andy. 
And to round out the news, yesterday was the final day the Utah Department of Health provided a daily COVID-19 report. The state now exceeds a total of 2 million people vaccinated against the virus. Earlier this week, we talked about how the state is planning to also shut down many testing facilities. The state dashboard will still be updated once, weekly, on Thursdays. You can find it at coronavirus.utah.gov. And if you need to get a COVID test, you'll need to find a private business or healthcare provider where you can pay for a test or use an at-home one. You can order free COVID tests at covid.gov backslash tests. The health department will keep some test kits in case there's another surge and to help people who don't have insurance or otherwise can't afford testing. That's all today for the Daily Buzz, but I'll be your host for the rest of the week. And huge thank you to the Tribune Shoelle Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz today. And a special shout out to the band The Pelicans from right here in Salt Lake City for our music.